Welcome back to the Cross Points Podcast. Welcome back to the David and Aura Podcast. Well, I thought it was Aura and David. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm ruining everything. Okay. Oh my goodness. We have to start over. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We are going to talk about something that, uh, a topic that was submitted for us to talk about hey, today. Hey, I love it when people submit Me stuff. Me too. It's, it's so really good. Fun. Okay. If you have a topic you want us to talk about, email us at um, podcast at crosspointschurch.com. We're happy to talk about what you're interested it's in. It's really good. Yeah, we'd love to hear. Yes. And we've gotten some great stuff. We have. I know. We're doing like something pretty light and easy, fluffy today. <laughs> Finally, I'm say. ready for some light yes. stuff. Okay. Is God sexist? Oh, no, Laura. What are you doing to me? Okay. <laughs> Is God sexist? Yeah. Just a small topic. Just a small topic. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I did a little bit of research on this. I'm glad you did. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I don't want to go into this cold. I know. That's okay. good. That's this, good. This conversation makes me a little nervous, you know, sometimes just as a man, okay. you know, talking about yeah. sexism with the whole Me Too movement that's come mm-hmm. out and all of these kind of things. It, I mean, we say this all the time, but this really is probably one of the hottest button topics that it is. we could talk about it as is. it comes to our culture right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. There's, Do you feel like you can speak on behalf of men wow. and God? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'll do my best. Yeah. I'll do my best, okay. though. In humility, I'll say. Hey, but I, I did. And it was so interesting. I read um, this out of the BBC. Okay. okay. BBC. Mm-hmm. They had come up with it a few years ago. And they said that the Bible is the most misogynistic book of all time. Oh, snap. You heard it here so, first, folks. Oh, well, maybe you heard it on the BBC. Okay. Oh, <laughs> now, listen. Number two was Fifty Shades of Grey. No. Yes. No, I haven't read so it. So, ha- no, no, I haven't either, right? <laughs> but, of course, our culture. But Fifty Shades of Grey and then the Bible. Wow. That was that's shocking. really interesting. That was shocking to yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like Fifty Shades of Grey is like, from what I know of, is like he's quite the domineering. Oh yeah, person. right. Yes. Again, I, I'm not, and, and and nor do I recommend anyone reading that or me watching all about that. Fifty Shades. <laughs> no, don't don't do that. <laughs> I am not that. I'm not for that at all. Uh, but anyway, regardless, though, yeah. I felt wow. I mean, here you put the Bible. That's really the BBC, and then we put Fifty Was Shades. Was this of Grey. like? Uh, just like an opinion piece or like they did a poll and people thought that? You know, like, I don't know. It wasn't super okay, clear. Okay. So I don't know kind of where they got. I don't know if that was their opinion. I don't know. But yeah. this is what they had put forth. That was as their... saying, you know, thinking about all of the uh, stories throughout scripture mm-hmm. about how women are demeaned. And, and I should say this. This is probably a PG uh, conversation yeah. today. So just before I start talking about some of this, but there, yes. uh, there is, uh, you know, it, throughout the Bible, there's rape, there's incest, there's misogyny, yeah. there's all kinds of cruel treatment yes. towards women. Some of the stories are brutal oh, to really, read about. Really even brutal. as a woman, even just being like, oh my gosh, this is awful. Oh is yeah. Just... I mean, one of the most terrific stories in the scripture, I think is the Levite and the concubine. I don't know if you're familiar with that, where not with that headline. Yeah, so here's a Levite. He has a concubine. Uh, man, I don't even want to go. I mean, it's really it's really hard. Okay. He, um, uh, she dies at the result of uh, gang rape. And oh, then boy. as a result of that, he cuts her body parts up and sends her to the 12 different regions oh, of boy. Israel. It's really horrible. Oh, it's horrible. But yet that's in Scripture. Yeah. 
So one of the conversations that um, that I had listened to, which I thought was so good, is that we oftentimes claim to be people of the book, people of the Bible, mm-hmm. Christians, right? The Bible is our guidebook. It's our rule. Yeah. It's our man. I've been preaching out of that, uh, you know, a, a month ago or so, talking about the idea that, hey, listen, um, the Bible is important. It's the bedrock upon which we build our lives, mm-hmm. okay? But yet oftentimes we don't know what's in Scripture, it's tough to interpret sometimes to be like, is this, like, I don't believe this, but I'm supposed to believe this, or like, you know, that whole thing. Exactly, and yeah. so oftentimes what we do is we're either not reading it or we're not talking about tough issues. Yeah. We're not talking about the tough stories that really, it's, it makes our minds really hard to wrap around. Yes. So I think it's important for us to dive in mm-hmm. and to really talk about those kind of stories. Yeah. So let's start with the overarching story first, and then okay. and then maybe we can get in some specifics. Okay. Okay, so the overarching thing, I think, for some people, as they look at Scripture as a whole, and they're like, man, this is terrible. The way women are treated in Scripture as a whole is horrific. Yeah. Why would you be a person that would even want to read the Bible and believe the Bible if we see such horrific treatment of women? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. To which I have to answer that question because I think it's really critical as believers that we understand that. Mm-hmm. The first thing is, is that I think that God doesn't doesn't commend it. He condemns it. Okay. 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 But he's showing the mess of humanity mm-hmm. after the fall And he's saying, listen, this is a broken, messed up, screwed up world. Mm -hmm. And through the arc of scripture, we see that really the only resolution to sexism is Jesus Christ himself. Ooh, please expound on that. Okay, right? Okay. So because Paul makes an interesting statement, he says that in Christ, there's there's neither male nor female. Okay, he's creating at this point because of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's creating equality between man and woman. Okay. Okay. Now this, we also have to go back to Genesis chapter one, which we're going to, I know we we need to talk about Genesis chapter one, uh, man and woman, right? Mm -hmm. Both male and female were created in God's image. They bore his image, but then it was tainted in the fall. Mm -hmm. And as a result, after that fall, the image of man and woman were tainted and everything got destroyed as a result of that. Mm -hmm. Everything fell apart. Everything was really wicked. And God is in a sense trying to manage all of this brokenness, which culminates in Jesus trying to restore humanity back to itself. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. But before we get to the end of that, let's hit that at the very end of the podcast. Let's talk now about Genesis chapter uh, 1 through 3. Okay. Okay. Yes. So give me some of your thoughts on this, Aura, because, again, you have a theology major. I always like to talk about that because I think it's important for people I'm not an Old Testament scholar, let me say that, but I will say... Um, when I read Genesis and I think about the curse okay, uh, yes. on woman and right. man, okay. it seems co- to me, in my my filter, it seems like women have it way worse right. than men. Okay. Just from um, the immediate message from God of like, women are gonna, you're, I'm gonna multiply your pain in childbirth. Right. Your desire is gonna be for your husband, and yep. he will rule over you. He will rule over you. Tough words. Okay. Right. For so equality. Let, let's take all of those <laughs> things because there's some really different perspectives about. Those things, but before we dive into that too, let's let's make sure our our viewers kind of understand. God is speaking to Adam and Eve and a serpent.
serpent. Yes. Because they've all, they're all, they all were disobedient to what God had commanded yes. them to do. And as a result, they each three of them received punishments. Correct. Right? Yes. So so Eve, uh, she looks at the fruit. She takes at the fruit. The, mm-hmm. the man was supposedly trying to communicate to the woman that she wasn't supposed to eat the fruit. Supposedly. Whether yes. or not he communicated yeah. clearly to her, we don't we really don't know. know mm-hmm. But let's assume that he did communicate that to her. But yeah. regardless, he's there in the garden with her as she eats the fruit. Mm-hmm. Which that I, the serpent enticed her with. Yeah, that yes. the serpent enticed her with. Again, I think it's really terrible. You know, it's like he, he he's there with her watching her, but he doesn't want to engage totally. in eating the fruit. Yes. I, I mean, he's that, shady. That's What's like, going on there? That's really bad. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and, and yet we see this, I think, in men all too often is like we're, we think we're the macho, bravado kind of men, but in reality, we're kind of like, well, you go first. I know. <laughs> I know. Terror. I, like I found my, I mean, I'll be honest, I found myself doing that as well. It's terrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, sorry, wife. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you eat um, it first. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and so then he's there, and almost like he's waiting for a lightning bolt to come from heaven. Like, yes. okay, well, if she eats What's it, then I'm okay. What's going to happen to her? And then, of course, then he er- eats it also. By the way, he does too. Yeah, and, yeah. and and uh, and so and then we find that then we have these these judgments that, yes. that come upon them. Mm-hmm. And with the snake, there's going to be enmity. There's going to be strife between humanity and the serpent for all his days. Yes. And and he, the serpent, will bite the heel, and she we'll and, and humanity it. will crush their heel. Yes. With, or crush the head. What do you think would have occurred like if that wasn't the curse? Like we would have been like hanging out with snakes? Like what is that even? Yeah. It's just kind of interesting. And it even goes back to this snake was talking. Like yeah. what's up yeah. with that? Like had the fall not happened, would we be engaging Dr. in communication Doolittle. with the animal? We would have been it. I don't know. We hit that in another <laughs> know, podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay, so but then, let's but let's look at the passage, right? Yeah, so this yeah, is what we're saying. Okay. So so he so then they go in order, right? So yes. so he's going in order with the snake, and then, and then we we've just talked about that, and then yes. we hit the woman here, and like you said, there were three kind of distinct things that took yes. place. You're going to multiply your pain in childbearing, which is something rude, rude, which is God, something you're rude. going through right yes. now. Which I'm so sorry. I know you're going through it. Yes, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, I mean, being pregnant sucks. Yeah, and then you have to push a child out of your body. Yeah. Which so, sucks. So tell me how that is as a man. I mean, it's awful. <laughs> I, right. I can't imagine. It Seriously. It is awful. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and just like, well, first of all, like your body prepping for a baby is the worst thing ever. Okay. I, I don't know what that means. It, I mean, just like nine months of your body not being your own. Okay. Of being sick. Yeah. Of like getting kicked in the ribs, of like your hips being out of place. Like, of, do you feel like, is it pressure? Is it pointy? Is yeah. It, like, it's like how really uncomfortable. It's like a pressure. It's uncomfortable. It could be a sharp thing. Okay. And it's really uncomfortable it's an you're growing an alien in your body is what it feels like <laughs> aliens do exist <laughs> folks <laughs> it's okay. awful okay and then like just like i mean there's so many things that you don't talk about for like you're gonna pee your pants a thousand times in public i mean not really but no, maybe but, right okay you have no control of your bladder you have you know there's a lot of like constipation issues right. there's okay. a lot of throwing up oh my there's goodness. a lot of like your hair grows like crazy. You have hair coming all over. I mean, it's okay. nuts. There's all kinds of things that happen to your body when you're pregnant that you have no control over, and it's awful. Wow. It's awful. It's terrible. I'm so sorry. I Yeah, I and can't even imagine. And then you have a baby, okay. which sucks. You have to push a baby out of your body, which is insane. Okay, listen, you've had two babies before. Yes. Did you take medication, or did you have natural births? 
Well, they did come out of me naturally. No, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. That was not a demeaning question. That was not a demeaning question. I was just yes, curious, like, how that had worked yes. for you. Like, have was, you ever gotten a root canal and asked to not have the medicine? Oh, just I wouldn't even think. Kidding. I wouldn't even think about it. Which is why I, I don't understand women who would say, "No, I want to have a natural childbirth, please. I, I want to experience as much pain as possible." And, and again, that's me from a man's perspective. So, whoa, I want to be careful in the conversation. I, um, I was just asking. No, I know, I know. I, I know a lot of women who have gone natural. Okay. I am not one of them. Okay, all right. I didn't now, see, I would be like you. I'd be yes. like, uh, can I can I get Keep more? It going. Keep, Keep it going. going. Yeah. yeah, I did an epidural. Okay. And then and for not my, to diminish the pain. I'm sure it was still bad. For my second one, it didn't take all the mm. way, so it only like worked on half my body, which was really interesting. Um, but she came out a lot faster. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. And this one, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay, well, that's it's tough. Awful. Anyways, it's awful. so so what we're seeing here in this 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 punishment, yes, is that there that he says in pain you shall bring forth children, which is still carried through the yes. millennia, yes, right, and and so you're wondering whether or not the woman got the short end of the straw, for sure, for sure, for sure, because then it also says uh, your desire shall be contrary to your husband, and he shall rule over. You. Yes. Oh my goodness. So we got to talk I mean, about that. Like, okay, yes. we'll talk about that. Okay. But before we do that, let's talk about the curse yeah, of man too, because we have to curse. get to that yeah. too. Which says, because you've listened to the voice of your wife, okay, mm-hmm. and you've eaten of the tree of which I've commanded you, you shall not eat. In other words, he was supposed to listen to the voice of God mm-hmm. because he had heard directly from God, and instead he listened to the woman who hadn't even heard the voice of God with regard to the tree. Yep. Right. Yep. And so then he says. Cursed is the ground because of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Now, again, I want to be really careful here because I am not diminishing childbirth in any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And I think we could probably have this conversation a long time. But I think the idea is that in each of these scenarios, pain is associated with the punishment. Okay. Okay. Explain Adam's pain here, because to me, it, it seems like he's going to be like, oh, it's really hard to grow food. Yeah. Is real, my takeaway. Right. But it says, listen, cursed is the ground because of you. We don't know exactly how easy it was to plant fruit and then for fruit to yeah. be born at that point. Mm-hmm. But we do know that then Adam was kicked out of Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden and it was never the same. Yeah. And so in pain, uh, he was the one who had to till the ground mm-hmm. uh, by the sweat of his brow. What does it says? He says, uh, thorns and thistles it shall bring for you. Yes. So it wasn't just some easy thing that would happen. And presumably pregnancy was easy at that point as well before the fall, right? We'll never know. We will never know. I know. know. Right. But uh, again, but but pain is used in both of those points. Yeah. And you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face or your brow, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For you were dust, and to dust you shall return. Some theologians actually say that Adam actually experienced more of the punishment. It's a longer punishment point than the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the significance of a lifelong work in 
the garden, tilling the ground, work, all of those kind of things, which was supposed to be a blessing, and now it's a curse. The very thing that God had given to him um, that was supposed to be a blessing, even for the mm-hmm. woman, to have birth and to multiply, mm-hmm. that was supposed to be a good thing. Well, mm-hmm. now God turned it into something that was going to be a pain yeah. for both the woman and the man. I can't like speak to the issue of the pain point with the woman and the man because I've never experienced that before but I think pain is an intricate uh, is intricate in both of these yes okay I'm not excusing it I'm just saying I would say that theologians I would say oh my goodness he like this is gonna be hard for him too are men right like I'd be like well I mean the level of hard hardness there, but presumably, again, if we're if we're fair, I think we could also say we don't know what it was like prior to the fall either. True. Okay. True. Yeah. I guess what's interesting here to me is that, like back in the day, you might say that was a more even curse, if you will. Now, in the day, the day and age, ooh, that's interesting. Like this yeah, is still something that. that is occurring in women yeah. and men. I mean, we go to the grocery store and buy our food, so some of them are right. farmers and might have some, you know. Sure. Sure. But. Phil, my husband, he's not toiling over the land. <laughs> Phil? I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Uh, well, and I think your point is even more valid in the sense that more women are working outside of the home now than ever before. Yes. And so are they tilling in the field, so to speak, yes. now? And? And giving birth to chi- children yes. at the same time. Yes. Yeah. I don't know really what to say to that. It's tough. It is tough. I'm just saying in this context, though, I think that God is saying, hey, you've both messed up. Mm -hmm. You're both going to experience some pain. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can answer your question fully. I know. It's just, it's interesting because I think over, I think as a woman with a body and the things that our bodies go through regularly. Yeah. Menstrual cycles. Yeah. Childbirth. Sure. Everything. Compared to a man yeah. now, it's just, it's not equal. Yeah. It's totally different. And we are both made in God's image. So it's a whole thing of. Correct. Although we can be clear that the man didn't get away with it. It wasn't okay, like yeah. God said, okay, man, you're okay. But woman, yeah. I'm really going to like give it to you because you ate of the fruit in the first place anyways. Mm-hmm. And man, you really didn't. And so I'm going to wink, wink. You're going to get out of it all together. I mean, yeah. both received punishments, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like God was saying, well, you're okay and you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the degree, I don't know. Yeah. I guess we can leave that up to God. Maybe you can ask him. <laughs> I, I really don't know. I, know, I really I know. don't know, right? I, I think that. Okay, so let's talk about some other things when it comes to women in Scripture. Yeah. Because I think, again, uh, being people of the Bible, we should know um, how God treats women in Scripture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So think for me, if you were to look at kind of the arc of Scripture, what are things that come to your mind when we talk about women and their relationship with men or maybe how God treats men? What, what comes yeah. to your mind? Um. Well, the, and I'm putting the, you on the spot because we don't talk about these things before. So I, really, I know I'm just kind of dropping this on you. But I know. what comes to your mind? Well, I think that a lot of Christians love Sarah. Okay. Yes. Who, like, when I read about her, I don't. I'm not obsessed with her by any means. Okay. Um, she's fine, but she's okay. like kind of insecure, and then's like, hey, sleep with my servant or your servant, and then she's really upset about it. Right. And so, so, so we're talking about Abraham and Sarah. Yes. God gives a covenant to Abraham that through him all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed. Yes. Sarah is his wife. And I think that's one of the like top five women that, that Christians are into, No question. Um, Deborah. Okay, hold it. Let's stick with Sarah oh, just okay. for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were saying like she seems weak or she seems... What, what, tell me a little bit more. What Insecure. You're Insecure might I would be better. Say, okay. Um, and... 
it's it's hard to believe she's the best of the best to put in the Bible. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. But not not like all the men are the best of the best either. Right. So okay. you know. Well, but. what I think about is interesting about Sarah that most preachers, again, because they're men, they don't have this concept. But really, the covenant was with Abraham and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Think about this. When we don't talk about this as much, God goes to great lengths to make sure that Sarah is the one through whom yeah. Isaac is born. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so even so much when Sarah says, "Hey, go in and have sex with my concubine mm-hmm. Hagar," God is like, "No, that's not the route I want to go." In a sense, He could say, "Sarah, it's going to go through you." Yeah. Now, why is that? Did God tell Sarah or did he tell her husband and her husband tried to convey it to Sarah similar to the Adam and Eve scenario? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think about this. Did, was it? Uh, I think it was Sarah who said, no, it was Sarah who said, yes, go yeah, in. Okay. And Did I say it the other way around? No, you, I'm saying, like, did God say, hey, did Sarah, was, uh, was Sarah's husband telling her, like, hey, here's the covenant. Let's, let's see if we can make this work. Right. Or um, did God tell them both together, like, you know, did he, did God tell him? Oh yeah. Okay. You know so, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. No, I believe that, that Abraham heard the covenant from God. If you okay. see, if you, if we hear this in Genesis 11 and Genesis 12, we hear that God is speaking directly to Abraham. And then he needed to communicate. And then he to communicated Sarah. to Sarah. Okay. So we're seeing some parallels yeah, here. That's, that's, what very, that's what you're trying okay. to communicate. Yeah. yeah. And then of course, Abraham is patient and he's waiting and he's mm-hmm. believing God's going to work. And then Sarah is like, no, okay, this isn't working. So let's do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that's interesting. interesting. Which then let's take a rabbit trail real quick yes. because Hagar, here's Hagar, who's this Egyptian woman who has no rights, nothing at all. And so she's given to Abraham. She conceives, she gives birth to Ishmael. And now there's this confusion and conflict going on in the house. Mm -hmm. And Sarah now is raving mad and angry. A lot of jealousy. A lot of jealousy going on. Wants to kick her out of the house. And Mm -hmm. Abraham is in the middle. What do I do? I mean, like, I'm feeling for Abraham at this point. He's got got two women and a kid that's just like, okay, what do I do with this? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I, I, God says that um, listen to your wife, which we don't hear that much in Scripture. True, yeah. But God says listen to Sarah mm-hmm. and go ahead and get rid of Hagar, which I'm like, what? I don't what? love that either. And you know what he does? <laughs> you know what he does? He gives her a little bottle of water mm-hmm. and sends her and her son off into the desert. To presumably oh die. Oh, for sure. And I'm yes. thinking to myself, are you kidding me? And God said, listen oh, to boy. your wife. In the, I, don't, I don't understand this. I know. Right? That's crazy. And then what happens in the middle of the desert? I think this is beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So God's care for Hagar, who's an Egyptian woman who has no rights, who's this woman that has just a simple concubine. She has an encounter with God. Yeah. And God says, don't worry, your son is going to have his own lineage. He's going to give birth to 12, you know, princes, Mm -hmm. and he's going to have a lineage all of his own. And then Hagar sees God. And she says, not only does she see God, but she has this encounter with him in the desert. And I love it. So beautiful. She says, uh, uh, she terms God as the one who sees me. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful in terms of kind of like how we see God's heart for women, that he sees them, even in the difficulties of life, mm-hmm. um, that he's there watching over them, even in their hardest moments. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really amazing. It is. It's good. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So, so yeah. Anyway, we were talking about other, other women that you think of in the Bible. Oh, yeah. 
Um, you mentioned Deborah. Deborah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Deborah. She's a judge. Yeah, judge. People love her. Okay, not just a judge. Let's <laughs> let, let's not diminish that role. Was she also like a military leader? She was a military leader, and she ruled Israel for forty years. That's pretty amazing. Okay, pretty yep. awesome. Who okay. was her husband, by the way? Uh, we don't know. Intrigued. We don't right? know. There, there. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, yeah. We don't know. Okay. That's interesting. That's so, interesting. So yes. I don't know. Was she a single lady? I know. Israel? I, I, don't I don't know. know. She was kind of quote the mother of Israel at yeah. the time. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, well, Mary. Okay, yeah, Mary, the mother of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yep. And then we think of prophets, too, right? There are women prophets. Holda uh, yeah. is an Old Testament one where they... Not coming to my mind okay, at all. Okay, yeah, this is the, uh, the time uh, when uh, they're, they're uh, in Josiah's the king, and, okay. and they're trying to figure out... Uh, they've just found the book of the law, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what they should do, and they go and they ask her for her opinion okay. about what should be done in the okay. kingdom. Okay kind of interesting yeah. and, then, and then we see more women prophets throughout Esther scripture. I forgot about Esther and, and Esther as well yeah so so lots lots of other things that we can see anyways my point is through the arc of scripture I think we can see some really bad stories and we can see some really good stories mm-hmm. it's in the mix of this kind of brokenness of humanity yeah that that's taken place okay and but but I think probably if we're going to look at God being sexist yeah okay I think we can get away with the stories of scripture because God's not necessarily commending it right he's not just saying holding it up and saying hey how men are treating women is the way it should be done i don't believe that's the case okay okay but when it comes to some of his laws Mm -hmm. how do we do how do we take that okay okay and i know i'm trying maybe throwing you for a curve so we have we have the narrative but then we also have god's law so if god's eternal Uh okay and um he's looking down at humanity and he's giving laws to uh the children of israel surely shouldn't those laws be equitable shouldn't that that create god's heart okay in the matter Okay. okay and and i think some people would go oh my gosh you know god is not fair to women God's not, you know, they're they're able to do kind of whatever they want to do. Okay, here's a passage that I wanted to pull up and read. And I know we're kind of running a little bit long on time here, but I think this is like really good um, to read. And it's it's, it's a passage in Deuteronomy 21. Okay, and I'm going to read just a little bit of it. okay? Okay. So, and this is a law given by God to the children of Israel. It says, suppose you go out to war against your enemies and the Lord your God hands them over to you and you take some of them as captives, okay? Mm -hmm. So they're in war, taking each other captives. Now, suppose you see among the captives a beautiful woman and you are attracted to her and you want to marry her. Again, she's a prisoner of war, Right. okay? Mm -hmm. Now, think about this. Here's a prisoner of war, and God's giving, like, instructions about how they're to interact yeah. with these prisoners of war, okay? So this is what God says. Uh, uh, if this happens, you may take her home where she must shave her head, cut her nails, change her clothes she was wearing when she was captured. She will stay in your home, but let her mourn for her father and mother for a full month. Then you can marry her, and you will be her husband, and she will be your wife. But if you marry her and she does not please you, you must let her go free. You may not sell her or treat her as a slave, for you have humiliated her. Wow. <laughs> That's probably not your average normal daily reading from Scripture, oh, is boy, it? Oh, boy, yeah. Right? Yeah. Here's a month, a, by the way, is not a long time to mourn everybody who just was murdered. They were just all <laughs> annihilated, Right. But I like that there's time given. <laughs> right. Well, I think there's some interesting things here. Again, these are commands of God, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, one, he uh, God is basically saying to the children of Israel back in this time frame, he's saying, listen, you can't rape women. 
Mm-hmm. And in the culture and the context of the day when war was going on, that's pre- I mean, we, we even saw that in World War II. I mean, any war that we have, always we always see that. Yeah. And God's saying, I don't allow that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow that. You can't do that. And not only that, you can't just take her and have her as one of you. You're going to have to marry her. Yeah. You're going to have to give her time to mourn, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have to marry her. In other words, she has to be a full-fledged member of the community. Mm-hmm. And that's that's... That's, that's probably unheard of in any other kind of culture. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but uh, and then if for some reason uh, you just were attracted to her in the moment, you have to wait 30 days yeah. before you can marry her. So it's not just some, uh, some uh, you know, you're lusting for this woman and, and it's just immediate gra- gratification. And right? is he trying to make you unattracted to her by having her shave her head and cut her nails? One like, almost thinks so, you know? right? So that it's deeper than just yeah. a, a lustful attraction. Mm-hmm. And then and then he says, if for some reason then she you've you've taken it her and she and, and you do marry her and she becomes part of the community and she doesn't please you, then you can't just boot her out. I mean, because now she she is you know an outsider in the community. You have to let her go free. You can't sell her and you've humiliated her. Mm-hmm. Again, I see in this context in this law again God's heart for woman women in a really difficult messed up society in a, in a, in a in a group of of communities and nations where people were at war with each other mm-hmm. and there weren't laws like this in place. Mm-hmm. I think it shows God's heart to say I'm going to manage kind of what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to show through the arc that hey, maybe God isn't as sexist as people think he is. Okay. Okay. So yeah. then let's get to the New Testament because we said that's where we were going to okay. end. Yeah. Okay. okay. So when you think of the New Testament as opposed to the Old Testament, how do you think about God treating women there or how women are treating in the New Testament as opposed to the Old Testament? Well, do you see any differences? No, not really. Really? I mean, okay. but like I think I think um the like the biggest thing that comes to mind that people talk about is Paul, you know, saying that women shouldn't speak in church or right, whatever, right, um, right. which some people there's view both in one sides way, of that. Yeah. view in another. Yeah, you know, I okay. think of that in the New Testament when I think of, okay. like, women. Yeah. Um, and then, which is so sad that that's all you think about. Yeah. I know. And I'm going to say I'm going to say one thing and I'm going to I'm going to maybe point the finger at myself mm-hmm. with regards to preachers at large is that I think that we don't talk about the women in the Bible enough. Mm-hmm. That there's more stories in there but most preaching that you hear is from a male perspective, yeah. not a female perspective. And so then we get the feeling that women really don't have any kind of role in scripture at all, especially in the New Testament when in reality they have some really large roles that they play. Mhm. Um, we can think about Mary. We can think about the women who supported Jesus financially. Right. Mm-hmm. We can think about the prophetesses that were in Acts and the New Testament. I mean, okay. I can go on and on and on about women that were leading house churches, about women that were, I think, were apostles. I mean, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of things that, that that we can dive in there. I preached a message on this. So if you want to go back, uh, it's on YouTube. We'll link it in the yeah. description. But mm-hmm. um, I spend a whole series on women in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I think as preachers, we need to do that more often. Yeah. But I believe, again, that Jesus, when he comes, when he uh, goes to the cross, 
Um, he bears all the sin, all the chaos, all the brokenness of humanity, lays it upon himself, and it's at that point that he's trying to bring humanity back to the real uh, image that we have that God imprinted on our lives before the fall. Mm-hmm. And it's out of that context that I think we have relationships where man and woman um, are seen as equals, that, mm-hmm. they're, that they're co-rulers over the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that's God's heart for men and women. Yeah. Yeah. We like to hope so anyways. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, heavy topic today. I know. I'm sure we didn't get to it all. Yeah. I'm no, sure I know. there's a lot of questions that people mm-hmm. still have. Yeah. 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 Let us know what you guys think about even modern day Christianity. If you feel that, that the church is um, headed in the right direction, in the wrong direction, what we what we think about it all. Just let us know. We're really interested.